You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. You might be asking yourself, who am I and why am I here? And those are the questions that I hope to answer here in episode number one. I'll talk a little bit about who I am, how I got into collecting, and then ultimately what I hope to cover um, throughout this podcast series. And so we'll go ahead and get started. Well, back in 1986, I was a nine-year-old just getting into Little League, starting to figure out uh, what sports was all about. Didn't really have a favorite team yet, and I remember sitting in my grandma's living room one afternoon, and we were talking about baseball, and I asked her what team she liked, and she told me about the Cubs and how she had been a lifelong Cubs fan, and at that point, she was talking about the 1984 season and how they almost made it to the World Series but didn't quite get there, and uh, after that conversation, I was pretty much hooked. I was a Cubs fan. And so my grandma got me into uh, this Cubs fandom that I still have today. Well, it wasn't too much longer than that. I was at a department store uh, with my mom. It was a Zoles. I don't know if anybody else out there had Zoles department stores in their town, but I was at a Zoles, and on the counter was a cello box of baseball cards. I didn't know what a cello box was. I didn't know what a wax pack was, but uh, there were some kids in the neighborhood that had been talking about baseball cards, and I had seen... Um, baseball cards here and there, but I had never owned any myself. Well, I saw this cello box sitting on the counter, and right on top was a Cubs card. I could see through the, the clear cellophane, and so I talked my mom into buying me this pack of cards. Turns out that Cubs player was Thad Bosley, and so Thad Bosley, a Cubs outfielder, became one of my first baseball cards that I ever owned, and so this Thad Bosley on a cello pack in a department store uh, was what it took to get me hooked. And so that was the summer of 1986, and then probably for the next decade, I was pretty heavy into collecting, mainly baseball at first. I, I followed on with football in the, the fall of 86, um, and, and really was football and, and baseball up until the early 90s in the Michael Jordan era. And once basketball cards became a lot more readily available, I got into basketball cards as well, but was a pretty heavy collector from around 1986 up through probably 1995 or 1996 as I was getting ready to go and start college. And so I was a heavy collector during that period of time, but then like many people that I talk to nowadays, um, just kind of stopped. And so I really did not collect anything from around 1995 until really 2015. Um, I still fortunately held on to all my cards I never got rid of them, but I really was not at all involved in the hobby during that time. And then sometime in the fall of 2015, I'm not even sure how, but I stumbled across a Dave and Adams banner ad um, during the midst of their Black Friday sales and ended up picking up uh, a couple boxes of score hockey cards and Donruss basketball cards. I think it was 2013 score hockey and 2014-15 Donruss basketball and got those order you know opened them up when they when they arrived and I kind of got hooked again I said this was kind of fun I kind of missed doing this and so from that point on I did some research and found the the local card shop in my town and um, he, he really did a lot to help 
catch me up on what I had kind of missed over that that last 20 years. And so that really got me got me going again. And one of the first things that I realized as I was doing that was that it was a whole lot more expensive um, in 2015 in 2016 to collect cards than it was in the mid 90s. You know, there no longer were you able to go into Sam's Club and buy a $15 um, wax box. Um, you're talking 40, 50, 80, 100 dollars or more uh, to buy a box of cards. And while I was having fun, it didn't take too long to realize that I was going to need to do something a little different if I was going to be able to afford all of these cards that I wanted to add on to my collection. So my first thought was, well both from the the cards that I had when I was a kid as well as from these boxes that I just picked up. I've got some extras that I don't really care to keep. I'm going to try to put together a set, but I've got doubles. I've got some inserts that I don't really care about. There was a few jersey cards that was new to me, but I didn't really care all that much about. I said, well, I know that the card shop when I was a kid used to buy stuff, so I wonder if this card shop in town will also buy things. Um, And so I took some stuff into there, and turns out... The, the market for kind of standard inserts really wasn't as strong as I remember it back when I was first collecting in the 90s. And so then I said, well, I know they, that people buy and sell on eBay too. And so I checked out eBay and um, I started to look into that and said, well, that, that might be an avenue to, to start to sell a little bit. And so I started listing a little bit of this extra stuff on eBay, um, real low end cards, you know, a few dollars worth a few dollars a piece. Um, and started to make a few sales and and started to make a little bit of that money back. And so then I said, well, if I want to do this, this might work, but I'm going to need to get more than just, um, I'm going to need more to sell than just these few extra cards from the box and these few extra cards from my childhood collection. And so I started going into the, the local card shop and looking through his dime and quarter boxes. And um, I would stumble across a a card that that was worth a dollar or two dollars or three dollars and so i'd start to buy a handful of those you know two or three dollars at a time and sell those on ebay for you know ten to fifteen dollars and start to generate a little extra side money to to offset the cost of some of these um, boxes and packs that i wanted to buy and that worked fairly well for me for for several months and through a good part of 2016 that was kind of the primary path that i took and uh, you know, I'll, I'll go into a little bit more about that that later, but that was one of the first things that I did to start to offset some of the cost. Eventually, I started to continue to enhance that. I found a few more other sites online that are good marketplaces for cards and started to build up and sell on those as well. And And now here, about two to three years later, I'm sitting with an inventory of well over 100,000 cards that I've got listed online available for sale and and the the money that comes from those uh, goes a long way towards actually completely offsetting the cost of of my own collection at this point and so I've learned a lot of lessons along the way of of how that is a, a possible path to take to make the the hobby sustainable you know a lot of my friends and I I talked to a lot of people who complain about how expensive collecting has become but they either don't know or aren't willing to take the steps that are available to to generate a little extra money to help offset that cost. But I want to be able to share some of those things that I've learned here in this podcast. And so that's kind of what I'm hoping to do. But there's also the hobby side. You know, I, I do this so that I can 
um, build my own collection. I enjoy cards. I enjoy collecting. I enjoy the variety that that comes with having decades and decades worth of of sports cards being produced. And so I want to talk some about the the business side, how I make some of that money to offset the cost, but I also want to talk about what I'm using it for. Why am I doing this to, to generate that money? It's, it's so that I can buy some some cool stuff to keep for my own collection. And so part of the podcast will also be talking about some of my favorite sets and some of the things that I'm buying in both new and old, vintage, junk wax, and modern. And so I want to have some some podcasts in there and some episodes in there that are also discussing some of the cool cards that I've added to my my PC, whether that's vintage sets from the 70s or 7-Eleven oddball sets and things like that. I, I want to, to be able to expose everybody out there to, to some of the stuff that I think is pretty cool um, that I'm using and, and essentially uh, using this money for and, and adding on to my collection for free. So that's my story. That's the vision of where I hope the podcast goes. Uh, In the next episode, I will be discussing what has become the single greatest and most consistent low-risk source of funds which have allowed me to build my collection. And so come on back for that one. It's going to be good. At least I hope you enjoy it. It's definitely a solution that almost everybody can take advantage of. You can visit waxpackhero.com to see more about what and how I collect. Click on the podcast link at the top of the page to find the show notes for each episode. You can find me on Twitter at the Mike Summer and by searching Wax Pack Hero on Facebook and Instagram. See you next time.